Turn off the cruise control. It's time to press forward. Alright, welcome overcomers to a Divine Healing Journey podcast with two sisters on a journey, Tina Hightower Garrett and Wanda Mitchell Parenti. Welcome back. And today we have another special guest with us, Miss Stacy Smith. Welcome, Stacy. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you so much for welcome, having me. Stacey. I so feel welcome. welcome that you're here today with <laughs> yes. us. So, you know, as it goes, we want you to get your pens, your paper, your pads, whatever it is you have to keep notes on. For some of us, those are iPads or laptops or telephones, cell phones, whatever you have. And then we want you to sit back, strap in, and get ready to ride. Okay, let's ride. And we're gonna start off like we always do, and that is reading our devotional from our devotional book, Two Sisters on a Journey, but it's a divine healing journey, let Jesus be your guide. And this one actually, for those of you that have your journeys journals um, available it's on page 90 and it's week number 22 and the, the subject is angels are watching over us and it comes from Matthew 18:10. every child is constantly under the watchful care of guardian angels Jesus Christ implies when he tells his disciples about children and see that you do not despise one of these little ones for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What if we had someone who was assigned to us every day to help us? Guess what? There is someone assigned to us personally. It's our guardian angel. Guardian angels, I often think about whether children and babies are aware of their angels. They laugh and smile when they're asleep. If we thought about angels more, we wouldn't be as fearful. Thinking about angels can stir up such a peaceful feeling. How often do you think about angels? Who are angels and why were they created? God created angels for his purpose. Their primary duty is to serve and worship him. They go between heaven and earth for us. They are watchers, Genesis 33:2. Angels never rest. Isn't it good to know that we are protected? Angels are mighty, created spiritual beings. For some reason, they are viewed and described as small, cute, cuddly beings. One angel took down an army. One night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 people in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were dead bodies. Kings, 1935. Why are we concerned or worried about what has or can happen to us? We are protected. Daniel is an example of being protected many times by angels. Daniel encountered two archangels. God sent his angel in the lion's den, Daniel 6.22. Did you know that God made us lower than angels? Hebrews 27, 2.7. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Hebrews 13.2 We must be very careful when we're talking to people, regardless of their differences. What if it's an angel? We are never alone. 
angels are always watching over us day and night. Oh, that was great. That was beautiful. <laughs> it reminds me of that song, The Angels Are Watching Over yes. Me. Yes, I started thinking of that song. I was singing that song the whole yes. time that you were reading that devotional, so thank you for that. Well, we're going to not delay and we're going to get right into it. Um, and today I'm going to be introducing our special guest, Stacy Smith. So, just to tell you a little bit about Stacy, Stacy helps women reclaim the parts of themselves they have lost to create reality for their recovered dreams a mouthful right <laughs> her ability to coach clients to discover insights to shift their perspective and achieve success she draws from the insights and faith walk that she has experienced through her life-changing health challenges, as well as in the corporate and education world while engaging multiple business endeavors to guide her clients toward empowerment. Stacy also engages in speaking and emotional intelligence training and is a best-selling contributing author in Courageous Women Finding Strength During the Storm. Stacy empowers women to become. So, welcome, Miss Stacy. Thank you so much. To become, to become anything they want, anything God has laid on their heart that they're to do in their purpose. And I love how you said their purpose. They're Not collectively with God. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So what have you been empowered to become? Let's start there. Oh, wow. As I look back over my life, I've been empowered to become an encourager to others, both inside the church and outside, because I find that we forget that we still need encouragement. Yes. Yeah. We're like, oh, I'm saved. Or how about, I'm okay. Or just the, the, the facade. Yeah. I got this. I'm okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How Less are you doing? Highly oh, don't right. forget that. All the phrases. <laughs> right, all those phrases. And, and none of the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Yeah. Ooh. That inside we're crying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it, and it, that ties to so many things. I mean, we call it emotional intelligence. The first thing is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. I empower women to remember that little girl that fearless little girl we were, each of us, before somebody told us, don't do that. You're too much, you're too loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have that strong voice. Right. You're too bossy. Mm -hmm. You're too tall. To anything. Yes. And, and then we start to think that who we are is not good enough. Mm -hmm. And we be try, try to become somebody else. Mm -hmm. Or you're too unworthy that never is spoken. But the actions in life, the sequence of events, the repeated response to what we need and want that doesn't get fulfilled, right. tells us we're not worthy of having it. Right. Adult women today can go back to how that got chipped away. And it's a tough conversation to have with ourselves. It's a tough memory to dig into. And it's something that's hard to do alone. So that's where I come in. And I help her see where she wants to go and remind her. Mm. Every time she goes back to, no, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. But remember, here's your vision you shared. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm like the holder of people's vision. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. The holder of their visions. So that, to remind them, to keep going. I like that because deep down inside, we we have dreams, we have aspirations, even as a child. We have these huge imaginations. But through life, some kind of way, those things get chipped away. And so what you're saying is those things as a child, that a person had as a child, you know, we have imaginary friends, we have all these things of who we want to be. Mm -hmm. But then life experiences can take that away from us. So it sounds like what you do is you go in and you make that woman rediscover and remember back when, when she had that dream. Exactly. And that desire. Exactly. And as you were just saying that, I was just thinking about, you're absolutely right. Because if I ask my granddaughters today, what do you want to be when you grow up? They are so fearless. They're like, I'm going to be a doctor, or I'm going to be a mommy, or whatever it is. They, they are, it's a conviction. I'm going to do this. Not, mm, maybe, well, I don't know. It's like, I'm going to do this. And then, but as we grow older, you know, whether it's life that chips away at that, um, that, that strength or people because our words have so much power exactly. you know our pastor was talking about today about um, remembering where you know we were talking about forgiveness and, mm -hmm. and, and, and going back and remembering where we were hurt mm -hmm. who hurt us and how that actually came to be mm -hmm. um, and as I was sitting there, I was thinking about, I was going back. Where did I develop this, um, this anger for this person? Mm -hmm. Where did it all start? Mm -hmm. you right. know? And then I thought, I was like, wow. And, and from that moment, it, it, those little moments can literally change the trajectory of your life. So yes, we need someone who holds our vision and to help us to go back right because we those memories absolutely yeah. because when things happen you forget about those things that you once dreamed about exactly you forget about those desires and those hopes and being a little girl exactly That's right. a, yeah that freedom oh my goodness is snatched away the resilience the bravery and those things get replaced mm -hmm with other stories. So part of a, a, the journey I take women on also is, what do you say to yourself? How do you undo all those words, whoever it was, especially if it was somebody who was our nurturer or our caregiver? Mm -hmm. How do you undo, for example? It's really changing the way you talk to yourself. We, we have to, like the Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord, but we encourage ourselves in ourselves and in, in not, uh, in not in a, haughty way, not in a prideful way, right. but I, I'm, I'm worthy of love because God loved me. I have some, I have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of us yes. has a purpose Absolutely. for which we were created. And the gifting and talents that God gives us are for us alone. There are people waiting, and people prophesied this to me, there are people waiting for what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not what she has to say, you. not what yeah. she has mm -hmm. to say, but what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And not compare ourselves and to what someone else has to say. Absolutely. And the truth of the matter is, is even if someone said, 
you are too weak to do that mm -hmm. or you're not smart enough. So they began that cycle. But we ruminate on that. Right. And who talks to us more than anybody else every day, all day? Mm -hmm. We talk to ourselves. Exactly. So we ruminate and we continue to feed ourselves the lie. That's right. Over and over again. Yep. Every time that it. feeling comes up, mm -hmm. yeah. we go back to that. That's right. And what happens is our, for me, it was my seven-year-old self was running my 52-year-old life wow. when I finally understood it. Wow. The event. It was a moment in time where I was fine and then I wasn't because somebody out there who didn't know me from a can of paint just looked at me on the surface, happened to be about the color of my skin, and just started saying horrible things to me. And that got trapped inside my body, even health issues. When my kidneys failed for no real health reason, except I had high blood pressure as a teenager, so I was stressed out even as a teenager. Oh, I believe all of that connects together. So my seven-year-old was running my life when things got bad. I just didn't know what else to do. And all that is inside of me so that my body could no longer, we are not designed to carry the weight of those external forces that are telling us we aren't worthy of who God said we were. He died for every one of us, therefore we are worthy. And those external things that someone fed, those lies that someone fed to us, that wasn't true. So, you know, you mentioned something that's really, um, that's huge and profound, and you said it caused health issues. Can you kind of walk us through that a bit when you say health issues? Because uh, I have high blood pressure, and we were just talking about that mm -hmm. earlier, mm -hmm. and how those things, um, what's the root cause? And like, we're not quite sure 100%. We think some of it is my mom had it or whatever. But what we're saying is, too, is some um, things that we just haven't addressed, perhaps, even as a child. And we can just kind of like suppress it mm -hmm. and it can show up later in different ways. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you said that. Right. When we suppress it mm -hmm. and don't verbalize it uh -huh. externally, guess where? It still goes, it still goes somewhere. That's it right. goes into our organs. Mine, somebody told me once that disappointment goes to your kidneys. Mm. Sometimes weight is a manifestation of anger. People who are angry mm -hmm. and really struggle with weight. Mm -hmm. There's something underneath that. So I'm going to console myself mm -hmm. because I can't express this anger, this rage, right. because I don't know how. Mm. And that's where the emotional intelligence again goes back to. It's like, I have to know what I'm feeling, my self-awareness, how it affects my relationships with others, mm -hmm. what's the situation I'm in, because of the triggers, as people say, and some people are troubled by that word, but what is that thing? What's the catalyst? Right. That's real. And then how do you maintain your good relationships in whether it's personal, professional, in every aspect of our lives? It all goes back to who am I and how do I feel? And so many people can't really answer that question. Mm, that's good. You said something right there that really hit me because that's one of my what's that trigger? If there's someone even listening today, how do you handle that trigger? Because we all have triggers, right? Things that come up mm -hmm. that's going to uh, suppress and, and make that little girl go away. <laughs> right? I think the secret is very, is, is very subtle, first of all. The, if, we are, if we can slow down enough to react, mm. the trigger is, is a real thing. And, and we feel what we feel and we get to acknowledge that. There's nothing wrong with feeling what you feel. First you have to 
keep yourself from doing that thing that's detrimental and you got to grab those words back. But if you can say, oh, that made me feel some kind of way. Right. When I feel that way, I don't like it. Right. And it's valid to say, I feel this way. I'm angry because I did not like it when I was on that playground and those boys started cussing at me. I didn't do nothing to them. I wasn't even looking at them. Okay. And that's valid. And, I, and now I'm okay. Now I don't have to be bad or wrong because I have a feeling because of what somebody else did. Which also goes back to, you have to go back to what started that. Go all the way back to where that feeling of anger originated, right? Exactly. The root. The root the of root. it. Yeah, yeah. So, and another thing you said that was key is slowing yourself down. Mm -hmm. Some people try to outrun what mm. they're feeling, mm. thinking that they can get away from it, right? Right. Been there, done that. Yes. But if you can slow yourself down enough, first of all, you want to acknowledge, hey, I'm feeling some kind of way here, and that it doesn't feel good. And be okay with that. Right. Because that's the first step, acknowledgement, right? Absolutely. Slow down so you can figure out where that came from. Where's it coming right. from? Right. And then you you'll be able to address it better, I would think. And then once you know what it is, then you can replace the response mm -hmm. from being reactionary or confrontational in a negative way and just mm -hmm. say, oh, I feel this way. Now what do I do with that feeling? Mm -hmm. And we don't have to not feel what we feel and we don't have to suppress it because again, it always goes somewhere else. And, and it'll come out later. <laughs> right. Might be embarrassed about it I mean, to be able to be, have that truth, just be truthful. So it's allowing ourselves the, the space and the grace well, like that. to have that feeling mm -hmm. and not react in a way that it has to be defensive. Right. That person did what they did. They didn't really necessarily, it's not necessarily personal. Mm -hmm. Is that where forgiveness comes in? Forgiveness comes in <laughs> with ourselves with, right? That's what and with others. That's correct. So many times we forget in the when we talk about forgiveness, that forgiving ourselves, we get mad at ourselves for being in situations. Mm -hmm. blame, and, blame. and then the blame game mm -hmm. goes all the way back to the to the garden. That's right. That's right. That woman you gave me. <laughs> right. You gave me right. <laughs> I think it's probably most difficult to forgive ourselves. That's I the think future. a lot of us suffer so much because it's not because of what this person or that person has done. It's because of some of the things that we ourselves have done or we feel like we allowed something to happen, right? Yes. But we are talking about angels watching over us. That's right. <laughs> and you are not alone. And you are not alone. You are not. And which takes me to this. Has there ever been a time in a situation where you just felt like you were alone. Goes back to that seven-year-old, right? That seven-year-old mm -hmm. girl that could have triggered and keyed off some things. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. When I consider that question, I have felt alone and been alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we just even, you can feel alone and be with other That's people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> different story. Different right, conversation. Right, right. I'll save that one. Another podcast. If you bring me Another back episode. again. <laughs> <laughs> but when I have felt alone, when I went through my kidney failure journey, mm -hmm. I would, the thing that always calmed me down was just being able to say, Lord, I trust you. Mm -hmm. No matter what I feel like, 
no matter what the numbers look like, no matter what the doctors are telling me. That is so good. The unseen love of God was what gave me internal peace. Being alone does not have to be a bad thing. Because sometimes we need to be alone so that we can pay attention to God, the angels, the power of the Holy Spirit. Because there's too much noise when people are around, right? Yeah, yeah. So you may have been physically alone, but you knew that you were not alone. Yes. I was in the hospital for seven days because I had a virus around my heart because I thought God was healing me. I'm good. I didn't do dialysis for seven days and then I ended up with having so I was literally in the hospital alone could not get out of the bed because of where they put the the line because I would if I moved I could have died and I was in there singing praise songs and people in the hospital thought I was crazy I didn't feel alone in that case but I was alone because I just was able to say there's got to there's more to it than this I mean you know when we take the, the stance of why me because because you were made for this because God knew you could handle it. Nice, Steve. That's good. You were made for this. That's because we don't feel that way when we're going through something. Let's just be real about it. But when we stop and think, like you said, you were made for this. Yeah. (laughs) And why you? Because you need to be here today on the other side of it, talking to those individuals out there who are walking through it and who feel like I'm alone. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make it through this. We have a an angel here. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. In the house. On the other side Uh of all of that. Yeah, and love that you mentioned that because my next question is going to be: Have you experienced angel moments? And um, just gonna go there. Say that one more time. Have you experienced angel moments? And who is your angel? Who was your angel? Who is your angel? Come on. (laughs) My angel right. moment. That's like a setup. <laughs> my angel moment. Come on, that's what we're here for. I mentioned the kidney transplant. Well, my angel was the woman who called me in November 2007 and said, Hello, you don't know me, but I'm going to give you a kidney. I don't think that I knew that part of the story. <laughs> I'm a tear just. I'm I didn't realize you didn't know her. Prior I did not to. know her. How did I miss that? Thanks a lot, Stace. Now I've got tears in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That is so, wow. And her name is Kristen Weckworth. Her husband also was a kidney donor. And when she talked, we started this journey. That is my kidney sister. My angel who was willing to sacrifice. And we ended up being so much alike when we had to do all the lab work and everything. We had the same thing to eat for lunch. Her daughter's birthday is the same day as mine. <laughs> we have the same kind of personality. <laughs> and my prayer was, God, I think it's time for a transplant because I had this, God already spoke to me that the healing was gonna be done, but that was the whole process from the prayer to the transplant was 13 years. 13, 13 years. 13 years. During that time, I went on dialysis, which I was on for five years. So I had eight years just trusting God. Five years on dialysis and over the course of that time somewhere in there Kristen called 
And when we had our transplant, that was 14 years ago from July 8th. So just this year. It was 14 years ago. And my prayer was, God, because of the diagnosis I got, I think the person should be white. And I want her to be a believer. And I, you can just check, check the boxes. The, the, the disease reoccurs in African Americans. Okay, you so, had on, a size. No, I know. I'm just. <laughs> had a specific prayer. I love specific prayers, and I'm learning that when I pray, I pray intentionally and specific prayers. And I've also been realizing that when I do that, God gives me specifically what I have asked Him. My request. Maybe not all the time, but right. many times. Yes. Yes, I am a believer in that specific prayer. So what does she look like? Describe her. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's her. younger. She's <laughs> tall and blonde. <laughs> I just describe your angel. <laughs> describe my <laughs> angel. I describe your angel. And she's got this big, beautiful smile. I think what color her eyes are. Hazel green or... But just... She lights up a room when she walks in. Like because she do. has that joy. Like you do. Like an angel, right? <laughs> like an angel. Wow. That's amazing. It That's really incredible. is. Because angels are, you know, and, and like um like I was reading in our devotional, we tend to think of them as these little cuddly things, <laughs> these little statues and little we put the on precious the moments. <laughs> the yes. precious moments angels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> little cherubins. Yes. yes. That's it. That's it. But when we hear the purpose of an angel and how we all have a guardian angel and we have a guardian angel from the time that we were a child and she was chosen for you obviously as a child you're a seven-year-old and that angel was already chosen for you as mm. a seven-year-old yes Ooh, that's that good. just yes i got well, too. as I just, we know yeah. each one of our days i remember that's right that angel was chosen before the very foundation come on of the now earth. no yes. you didn't yes right? all the way back yeah. for you for yes. you mr angel Chosen. I think I have more than one. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah. Oh, I believe that we do. Yes. yes. I have definitely been in the presence of angels, mm -hmm. and it is. I, I can't even put words no, to you that. Can't. Right. The experience, and, and yeah, it's just been, it's just been amazing. So, what would you like to say to our viewers about? Um, you know, in those difficult, difficult times, uh, scary times when you feel like you're all alone, um, and they just want to give up. Um, and because I think you get to a point where you feel like you're just you're completely hopeless. Right. All hope is gone. And I and I know you've probably had that feeling a time or two. Yes. Yes. What would you like to say to our viewers? I would love everyone listening to this to know that there's nothing happening in your life, in your world, that surprises God, first and foremost. And He wants us to trust Him because we can't see what's on the other side. We can't see that through those times that look so dark, 
he's doing things in us and around us. And when I came through this, I, I remember I said, it wasn't just my kidneys. There were healings. Mm. And there were things that changed in me and in my faith walk and in I, who I knew God to be and who I watched my son as a young child. They asked him in school, why, is, why does Jesus love us? And he said, because that's just the way it is. I love six it. years old. I love it. They, so it's just having that faith to, to sh enough to share, that faith enough to know that it does, it's not just the small part that we can see. And that when we get to the other side of it, there's, there's a whole other story to tell. And looking back, it all looks so different. That it's for sharing with somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's for building you up and causing you to do things you never thought you could do. Mm -hmm. And you're not alone. Most of, most of all, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Your guardian angel, the Holy Spirit, God is waiting to whisper to you and you have to get still and quiet enough to hear. And then do what's next. And you're a living testimony. You are a living Thank you. Oh. And such an encourager. Right? You are. You are such an encourager. And an angel. And an angel, because you're someone <laughs> yeah. else's angel. You know, angels work through us, right? I mean, uh, we won't get into that because that just goes on into a whole different realm. But and you're able to share that same gift and open yourself up so that angels can surround and come to you and also for you to be a blessing, which you're doing right now to other women. And to us. Because when you say, I didn't know all that, either, and that's just so beautiful. I, I, we, like we've told our viewers, we get just as much out of this as they do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, Not we just do. all about you guys. We enjoy every moment of it. <laughs> we do. We do. And we do. I will just say, before we go, um, that, you know, we tend to get in a space where we look at other people's situations. We have our own situation, mm -hmm. but then we start to compare our situation to everyone else's. I mean, um, you know, well, I have this thing going on with my kidney, but so-and-so had this thing going on with her kidney. It didn't end well, and mm -hmm. oh my God, that's probably gonna be my story. Right. We have to live in the space of we each have our own story. That's right. That's right. Everybody has their own story. So if you can, stay away from the spaces of comparison. But you can, we all do have one thing in common, and that's God. That's right. And He can heal us all in all our different circumstances and situations um, just because yours is different from Stacy's or mine or your neighbors or whoever else's God is the same today yesterday and forevermore and you're already healed it's just you having that faith like Stacy mentioned um, because the, the word says by his stripes we're healed meaning we're all healed we just have to walk into that healing that's already happened and believe and have the faith that is for us. And I'm gonna say a prayer. We always like to end with our prayer from yes. our prayer journal book. Please do. And it says, 
Lord, we thank you for dispatching your angels from heaven to protect us. It is so comforting to know that they never sleep. How reassuring to know that we are loved so much until you assign angels to protect us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was wonderful. Well, that's going to conclude our podcast for today. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Bye, Overcomers. See you next time. We'll see you. Destination Destiny. 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 Destiny.